Okay. What, I turn on the microphone and you stop talking? <laughs> I was waiting for you to, like, say more. This is going well. Hello. I was hoping you were going to say more than that. You didn't really say... And you just looked at me. It was really uncomfortable. Uncomfortable glances, a podcast. Hi, this is Jake. And Jeremy. And you're listening to Loving This Concept. Do you, do you remember Phantom of the Megaplex? Yes, I remember Phantom of the Megaplex. Do you remember that movie, Glimpses of Genevieve? No. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I legitimately thought glimpses about Glimpses of Genevieve is actually glimpsing. <laughs> is glimpses of her. I actually considered that when we were... <laughs> I actually considered that when we were brainstorming ideas for the name of this podcast. Totally unrelated, but I actually have a Phantom of the Megaplex story. Um, my mom used to get a magazine from this company where you could buy stuff in bulk. It was for, like, teachers to buy, um, like, little classroom things in bulk, like paper masks or feathers or sequins. I, I wish I could remember what the what it was she called. She just bought bulk potatoes. Bulk potatoes. Blanched bulk potatoes. And they sold a, a full-face metallic mask that looked like the Phantom of the Megaplex mask. <laughs> And my mom was ordering something for, like, Sunday school or something, and I convinced her to order me a pack of these masks. Because you needed it. Well, I'm obsessed with Phantom of the Mega... Not am, but I was obsessed with Phantom of the Mega. I still Plex am. Because I still am to this day. I am to this day obsessed with Phantom of the Opera, and so I get that reference. I'm there with it. And so I convinced her to order me these masks. So they arrived one day. We got home from, like, I don't know, something. It was late. And I ran into my room, I put one on, I wrapped a blanket around myself, and I started running back and forth in the back Screaming, of the house. The Phantom of the Megaplex strikes again! I was just wa- running, like, because I was the Phantom of the Megaplex. But my little brother, Jesse, was ugh, maybe, like, two or three at the time. He was really little. And he saw me run by and just screamed <laughs> and burst into tears. And I got severely scolded for running around as the Phantom of the Megaplex. <laughs> So, be careful of what you love. Sometimes it'll come back to bite you. <laughs> All good things. All good things. All good, All good things. things. Well, welcome to our podcast. We're officially getting it started. It's about time. It's about time. We only argued for the last 50 minutes about what the title should be. And finally, we landed on something that I feel like we say at least once a day about everything everything so welcome to our podcast loving this concept welcome it's so fancy it's so fancy we're literally <laughs> our low budget our low budget talking into a propped up laptop but at least it's a macbook pro and i feel like that shows in oh she's plugging it now i'm plugging it because it's not just some jank laptop it's it's a macbook pro because we're pros Pro. Are you a professional? Professionals. Like Shangela. She's a what? 
professional. <laughs> so we're still ironing out the concepts for this podcast. I but think. we're loving whatever the concept <laughs> is. But we're loving this concept, whatever it may be. Um, I think we're going to have just talking a little bit about our week thus far, maybe some things that we're like really into some concepts we're loving <laughs> and then hate it. of course uh if you have been directed here from youtube uh we will also have a weekly drag race update because yeah, that's a thing you know what else is there to talk about these days in this world that's slowly these falling apart trying times for the homosexuals <laughs> That's what we should have named it. Trying times times for the homosexuals. homosexuals. (laughs) Loving this concept. (laughs) As I sip my iced tea. (laughs) That was not a sip. That was a slur. It's ASMR. That was so (laughs) unflattering and so unbecoming. Unbecoming. Unbecoming of a lady. Unbecoming virginity. (laughs) That would... (laughs) Oh, God. So anyways, um, have you been listening to any fun music this week? Anything new you want to talk about? Music? Yeah, I want to talk about, I want to talk about things. I want to talk about art, about music. I mean, I kind of just spent like a long time this morning listening to Rebecca Black on YouTube. Oh, and God. just scrolling through all of her music. <laughs> She's got some bops. Are you, She's got a lot of ballads. She's got a lot of unexpected things that I wasn't... I never thought, you know? Mysterious and reassuring. <laughs> yes. Also a potential name for this podcast. We've dropped a lot of names that we've considered in this We're so far in this podcast. Droppers. The podcast of a thousand names. No, so she's got this song called Saturday. God. And it's actually really fun. And... She's like, it's basically last Friday night. Like, if you really break it down and you look at it, it's last Friday night. But on Saturday. It's on Saturday. And then there's actually, like, a little melody line in there that's referencing last Friday night. It's, like, this pretty little melody line. As in Katy Perry's last Friday night? Because she was in it. Last Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. She was in it. She was the party girl. Katy Perry was like, oh, my gosh, Rebecca Black. Like, I hate that people are, like, being so mean to her. I'm going to, like, bring her to my music video. I'm going to bring you into my world. And, like... I will save you, Rebecca Black. Oh, that's upsetting. Much like I have saved the gays. From whom? From from whomst. From whom? But, yeah, she was in that music video, and she actually... I don't know if it was an intentional reference, but I would like to think that it's an intentional reference of Last Friday Night. It's this partial little melody line in it. It's a pretty song, and it's like, she's just come so far since Friday. And then she's got this song... It's this ballad, and I'm, like, obsessed with it. It's called um, The Great Divide, or, like, Beyond the Great Divide. It's one of those two. I'm obsessed with the song. We're not so big on actual titles and <laughs> It's and one of those two. I mean, I, I literally just binged her music today, and I've been binging it for a while. Like, it's on my history, and I just let it go on autoplay. Oh, God. And I don't really pay attention to the song titles. Same with Carly Rae. I've downloaded a bunch of her music, and it's on my phone, and I kind of just let it autoplay, but I don't really... Pay attention to what any of the song titles are. Okay, but Carly Rae is the mistress of bops. Okay, but Rebecca Black is also the original mistress She's of bops. She's the original mistress of bops. I'm pretty sure they both came out around the same time. 
You know, I feel like I'm old. And I was I don't exposed remember. to Rebecca Black's <laughs> when I was in my junior year of college. I remember that's when she blew up because it was right when I was becoming a transfer leader. And then I feel like Carly Rae came around about sometime around that same time. I feel like they were pretty close to each other. Okay. But I'm not sure about dates. That would be something I'd have to look up. But yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I haven't really listened to much lately. I don't do much. I don't do much. I don't do things. Kind of just, like, live my life. I have a couple new tunes in my phone. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Ben Platt collaborated on a song. You know he's doing the Little Mermaid soundtrack? Lin? Yeah. How did I not know this? Yeah, I just found out about this. Apparently he's doing Little Mermaid. Disney apparently loved him so much with Moana that they were like, you were never leaving us. Because Lin-Manuel Miranda is a genius. Um, But Lin... And Ben Platt did, it's a mashup of You Will Be Found and Story of Tonight um, from Ben Platt's musical that he was in, Dear Evan Hansen, and Lynn's musical, Hamilton. And it's this beautiful mashup they did together. And it's for something. Oh, I can't read it. The text is too small. Oh, it's for the um, March for Our Lives initiative. No. So that was really cool. And that created a rabbit hole where I then... Also found the dance remixes of Waving Through a Window from Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> and suddenly you're in like club remixes. I just, I'm going to walk you through, you know, like if you have a uh, an iPhone and it you, it you have your recently added music in your mm-hmm. library, I'm going to walk you through mine just for a moment and it's going to, it's going to trip you out. It is all of the Hobbit soundtracks. I despise you. All of the Lord of the Rings soundtracks. Again, despise you. And then a bunch of the um, new tracks from the Frozen, the Broadway musical soundtrack. Again, still despise you. <laughs> the soundtrack for Disney Pixar Coco. What do you think about her pants? Elsa's pants? Oh yeah, Elsa has pants. They're for act two. Because I don't think she can do any six stunts in her ice dress. I mean, I don't love Frozen at all, but I'm about those pants. They're nice pants. and They're well tailored. They're very well tailored. And Cassie, but like, Cassie Levy we, looks great in them. Can think about... The implication of ice pants. Ice pants. Right up on your Like, I'm assuming that she's got some regular panties on underneath, but, like, I can't (laughs) imagine that would do great things for your hoo-ha. Like, yeah, I I can't imagine. Well, the cold never bothered her anyway. But, I mean, like, who wants an... (laughs) Even your vagina? Who wants an icy cooch? I certainly don't. You know... As you continue to slurp. I don't know. I just, I'm getting over a cold. I need fluids. You need water, not iced tea. I think that it's really cool, like, empowering women with, like, pants. you know, pants. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like bucking the trend, just like, being, like, a queen. Like, you have to wear gowns and things. Like, you get to be empowered and, like, be a queen and wear pants. Like, I don't know. Something's cool about that. Again, I don't like Frozen or Elsa, but I just think it's cool. I'm actually really excited for the musical. I'm not a huge fan of the songs that I've heard so far. They're all, they're like good songs on their own, but they don't sound like they belong to Frozen to me. Um, But um, what I do love about the show is that like, I feel like they're trying to make the characters a little more three-dimensional. And I do like that apparently in the Denver tryouts of the show, um, Elsa's second act outfit... 
I don't know. A lot of music, a lot of Disney musicals try out in Denver. Little Little Mermaid did a tryout in Denver too. You think they would like go to P Town or something? No, nope. like the gays are at Denver, Denver, Colorado. How um, interesting. But originally, like Elsa had her like fancy ice dress in the first act, but then in the second act, it was like this like sort of run down, not run down. I saw a picture of it once. It just kind of looked like sacrificial virgin version of the wedding dress. It was just like a very sheer formless version of the ice dress. <laughs> I hate it. It was really weird. And she was like barefoot and it was, she apparently was very like damsel in distress the entire second act of the musical. Mm-hmm. Even though this is the woman with the power to freeze an entire country and plunge everyone in an eternal, into a, an eternal hellscape winter. So when they redesigned it for Broadway, they were like, she gets pants and fur boots. Well, she destroys everything. Well, she kills everybody with her ice powers. Oh, Georgia. I think Georgia's She's dead. collapsed. <laughs> she's, she's hungry. She's <laughs> she's protesting <laughs> the lack of food in her life. If any of you don't know, um, we have four cats. We have Poncho, who is sitting up on the bookshelf, glaring down at everyone with disdain. He hates everyone and everything. We have Brody. I don't know where Brody is. He's greasy and uncomfortable and unsightly. But I love him. We have Georgia, who's our little princess, who was passed out on the floor from hunger, apparently. And then we have Mason, who's our little fluff butt. And gets boners when you tickle his stomach. He's a special boy. He also likes to play with dried pieces of poop. But only if they're cylindrical. He is particular about his about dried his poop. His poop. It He's must, a strange boy. It's a good thing we don't have a rabbit, is what I'm saying. They have, little, just, they have little circle poops. I just... I am just very concerned about Mason. About be, his well-being. His, about his existence. His mental health. The mental health of your cats is a serious Apparently issue. Apparently it's a thing. Like, little cats play with poop sometimes... And it's like when little kids play in the mud, but it's still disgusting to me. It will hopefully grow out of it and get more finicky. This is the same cat that wants to like stick his head under the faucet when we're brushing our teeth. He's just a weird boy. I don't know what to do with him. We're the jury's out. Um. So you got a new game? Was it last week? Two weeks ago now? I think so. Recently, which you have already beaten. I've already beaten. I haven't gone through a second time because it's honestly, like, really difficult, and I don't love the plus version. So I got Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, and it was, what, like a late Christmas gift? Valentine's? What was it? It was to make up for the fact that I think for your last two birthdays and Christmases, I got you, like... A gift card. To no, I didn't. I couldn't even <laughs> a afford 25% a gift card. off. I got Coupon you, to like... Corkies or something. A Reese's Pieces... <laughs> And a card. Which Maybe. Are nice sentiments. I wrapped a Reese's Pieces in newspaper and made it look like they're nice paper. sentiments. It's not like they're not so thoughtful it was, gifts. It was just something that I knew you would enjoy that I wanted to treat you for. Yeah, I got that and I enjoy it. I just don't like the plus version of it, which is it takes all of your saved data and then it kind of... Okay, so in Dishonored 2, it took all of your saved data that you had before, all of your powers, 
and all of the runes that you spent to get your magic up, and then it gave you all those runes, like it cashed them all out, and gives them to you at the start of the game. So you can get yourself on a better footing right off the get-go. Okay. Right? And so then all of your upgrades are available. You just have to pay for them with coins you get in the game. But that you don't have to collect all the blueprints to get them. So it was really well done in Dishonored 2. And then Death of the Outsider came about. And then they were like, the plus version is now you have three powers from the original game. And none of your new powers that you've just spent at least six hours getting used to. Great. So you don't get any of those powers. You just get three other powers. And one of those powers is just completely useless. <laughs> Because they give you dark vision, which doesn't really help anything. It highlights enemies in yellow, which is cool. Loving this concept. But, like, it's totally useless. And then you don't get stop time. You get blink. I love blink. Blink is great. If, if you've never played the Dishonored games, you should. They are so much I'm gonna fun. make. I'm going to do that video that we were talking about. I'm going to try to, like... I don't. I haven't figured out what my point of view is yet, but I kind of want it to be like drunk reviews by gaming. a sober person. Oh, slutty gaming! I like was gaming, say dr- like G A Y. I was gonna say drunk gaming reviews by a sober person. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it. I could get into that. I like it. Yeah, and I don't remember what the third power is that they give you, but it's totally useless. Great. They don't give you possession, no. which would be, like, a good one to have. Yeah. And then you don't have the one where you can steal people's faces. So, like, Fingers there's literally faces. nothing... Oh, oh, Domino. Domino is a good one. Yeah. But it, it lets you link five people, which is good, and everything's maxed out, but the bone charms are pretty much completely worthless. Like, the bone charms do not help in this game at all. And there's nothing... I don't know. There's nothing in the plus that I'm like, oh, I need to play the plus, so I'd rather just play the regular version and try to unlock all the the achievements and everything. But, like, I don't know. Do you it's like, good. Do you like the regular version of it, though? Oh, yeah. The, the regular version's great. It's a huge game. There's It's a huge landscape to cover. It's just I've gone through it so many times now that yeah. I'm like, I wish it was longer. Because there's a- only... There's the first level, there's the second level, a second level reprise, where you basically do it again, but it's at nighttime, and then you do... <laughs> now it's I'm nighttime. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. There's a bank attached to that level, but it, I still count it as one, because you can kind of go in the bank during the daytime. And then there's a reprise of a level that was in Dishonored 2. You get to go to the conservatory again. Oh, okay. But they just cut off the village part. So you do everything else. You do literally the entire conservatory, and it's exactly the same. Um, And then there's the final level, which is really cool. The final level is really, really, really cool. And honestly, it reminds me of Dunwich Boars from Fallout. It's almost exactly like that. I hate Dunwich Boars. I mean, I love it, but I hate it. It's terrifying. When I first played that level, I cried. I legitimately cried. And I wanted to be out. It's... It stresses me out because it's just expansive and it so, scares me so much. It legitimately scares me. You know, I love a good horror story. I love a good 
I need to oh. play it. I need to finish playing Dishonored 2, actually. How far I, have you gotten? Uh, not far at all. Um, somewhere in the second, in the first level after you get your powers. Oh, so you haven't even done the conservatory. I haven't done anything in oh. Dishonored 2. I... <laughs> I don't know why, but I think I just... I love Dishonored 1 so much, and I played it so much, and I got so used to Corvo's powers and how they worked that I'm having a really hard time adjusting to Emily's powers. See, Emily's powers are so much better <sighs> than Corvo's in a lot of ways, but then they also are not nearly as good. Like, she's got a couple that are just completely useless. And then Corvo's got some really great ones. Like, I have a hard time playing the game without stop time and possession. Yeah. And that's why I love Plus so much, because you can get all you of get the other the person's powers. best of both So worlds. you can be Emily, and you can get all of Corvo's powers. And if you have saved up a bunch of runes, then, like, you can pretty much have every power in the game. See, I want to I wanna finish Dishonored 2, and I want to start playing Death of the Outsider, which I'm also surprised it was, like, a full game, because I thought it was just going to be a DLC, but it's, like, a full game. But I have been so consumed emotionally, physically, and spiritually by <laughs> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that... Which I have not even touched yet. Oh, I'll let you touch it eventually, but just just a touch. I am obsessed with it. I, there's nothing I love more than open world games, which mm-hmm. is why I always end up going back to Skyrim. But Fallout 4 is so much more of like a successful fall, like, Fallout. Like it's a, it's a Fallout. It's a successful Fallout. It's so much more of a successful open world that I usually end up playing that instead because I just the engine is a little better conceived. But what I miss in Fallout 4 is that sort of mystical... Fallout 4? What did I say? You said Fallout 4. I thought you meant Skyrim. No, what I miss in Fallout 4 is that sort of mystical, magical, like, not Dungeons and Dragons, but like that element Mm. of it that is in Skyrim. So Breath of the Wild has been like kind of the best of everything for me because it's, first of all, it's Legend of Zelda, Mm -hmm. which the first two games I ever seriously played on a console device was our Nintendo 64. And the first two games I ever played were Super Mario... Uh, 64, and um, Ocarina of Time. Mm. So I love Legend of Zelda games. And I got nightmares from that game. Oh, God, it's so good. I got nightmares from the zombie part right after you become adult Link. Yes. I literally could uh, not sleep. Uh, I don't know what those things are called, but I couldn't sleep. Uh, they're called Redeads, I think. Yes. I loved them. Um, I loved the sluggy thing in the well that walked like it had wet nails. And I've never it, gotten that far. Oh, so good. But that was, like, the first console game I played. I've played almost all of the... I think I have played all of the handheld Zelda games, except for um, Phantom Hourglass and um, Minish Cap. So, like, I love Legend of Zelda games. What was the one where you, like, had four links? Oh, in Legend of the Four Swords. I haven't played that one either. Um, But all of the big, like, handheld ones I've done. um, Link's Awakening, Link Between Worlds, um, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages... um, Oh, I just, I love Legend of Zelda games. And so Breath of the Wild is like, it's a genius engine. It works so great. And it also, it brings in some of the more sci-fi elements that mm-hmm. I've come to like love in games like um, Fallout because it, it's got like the the Guardian technology. Bro, he was just licking. In Fallout? Well. You mean Skyrim? 
I'm getting confused. I'm sorry. It just all these games. I love all these games. All these concepts. All these concepts. I love them so much. Um, but yeah, I've been obsessed with that. And I'm like late to the game because I mean Breath of the Wild has been out for a year. There's already two DLCs, which I will get eventually, but... You want to beat this one first. <sighs> well... You want to just beat it regular. I don't know, because the DLCs are actually made, like, one you can do once you get the Master Sword, I think, and then the other one you can do once you release the Four Divine Beasts. So I'm at a point where I could start doing the DLCs if I got them. Um, and they're meant to, like, expand the game before you beat it. So, I don't know. I'm just conflicted. I just love it so much. It's so much fun, and there's so much about it that is just interesting and fun to play. And what are you doing, Mason? Mason, no. I want to talk more about Dishonored 2, so I want you to play it so that we can talk more about it. because In a future in a podcast. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a future concept we can love. Because it's, it's such a great game, and I want to eventually be able to play Breath of the Wild. And then we can talk about that concept and how much we love it. I just, if I'm being completely honest, I haven't been focused on playing any video games lately because I've been so obsessed with watching Scandal. Oh, and God, then you have been obsessed with Scandal. I've been binge watching that constantly. And the only reason why I started watching, I mean, I was going to watch it eventually because it's a Shonda. And I love, I love Shonda. Shonda's work. Um... But because How to Get Away with Murder did the crossover, and I'm like, I need to know what's going on in Scandal before I can watch this episode so I can catch up, and then I just got sucked into the show, and it's been so good. And I don't remember when they announced that crossover, like two and a half, three weeks ago? Something like that. And I finished all seven seasons, minus, like, I think ten episodes in season seven. Season six. They're in season seven right now. Oh. I finished, there's ten, ten episodes that are not on Hulu. Because that was the first half of the season. Got it. And Hulu deletes episodes after the newest one comes out. So I've missed 10 episodes of of season 7, but I've been watching that nonstop. Yeah. So I haven't really been focusing on playing any games because I've just been watching that. You have been. You know, I've heard about Scandal for years, and I know Kerry Washington is a big deal. She has like 4 million followers on Instagram. She's beautiful and genius, and yes, girl, get your life. Um... I don't know what I thought Scandal was about. I mean, I knew it was about a scandal. <laughs> but for, General Hospital. General. I thought it might be about, like, deranged lawyers or something. I wasn't sure. Or, like, pastry chefs. Um, but I didn't know that Scandal was, like, specifically about, like, government scandals. I yeah. thought it was, like... I thought it was I thought it was, like, a sex scandal. Sex scandals, like, Monica celebrity. Lewinsky. I thought it was going to be celebrity-based. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought it was going to be. How wrong we both How were. How wrong we were. It's a fun show. I haven't been as dedicated to watching it as you have. It stresses you out. It does stress me out. And I'm not good with, like, stressful shows like that. It's why I can't truly get into um, How to Get Away with Murder. Because it just... it. But yeah. you have seen almost every episode. Well, because I have to. Because it's... Unless I choose to just leave the room... That's true. We watch it when we're down at my parents' house, so I don't really have any other options but to sit and watch it. That's true. But it it's they're both good shows. I haven't been watching any TV shows lately. I've just been sort of rewatching like you know, my oldies and goodies. Okay, can I tell you about this horrible show that I watched last night? Because I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you about it, I don't think. No, you haven't. Is this the one with Justin Bieber? Yeah. Okay. So 
It's not Justin Bieber. It is not Justin Bieber, by the way. (laughs) I'm not trying to be get people excited like, oh my god, Justin Bieber has a new show. It was it's it's a woman, but she has like (laughs) You're just digging yourself into a hole at this point. No, she has like this she has the Justin Bieber haircut where it's like her hair is like sandy blonde and it's like super, super short. And she wears like cool jackets and <laughs> kicky jackets. Kicky jackets. And I just glancing out of the corner of my eyes as I was getting up to run an errand, I was like, it's not Justin Bieber. But what was it on Netflix? I don't remember. <laughs> it's I, all a blur. It's it is. Okay, so like <clears throat> I think I told you a couple weeks ago that I had a dream that it was like me and Jasmine and like I stole, like, government secrets or something. Th- Did you about, steal like, the Declaration of Independence? I, I don't remember what it was, but I had a dream that I, like, stole these government secrets about, like, some big conspiracy theory. And then we were, like, on the road and we were on the run. And then, like, the government was trying to catch us and it was, like, this huge thing. And I was, like, really scared and I woke up terrified for my life thinking the government was after me. You woke up and started I, packing and I, left me I, in I the bed. I almost did. I legitimately almost did because I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, it happened. I like stole these government secrets. <laughs> so the first episode of the show, it's called Hard Sun. It's a British television show. There's only six episodes so far. I'm going to go out and I'm just going to make a statement and say I do not love this concept because Hard Sun <laughs> is the weird, something about it's the title. title. Just, I mean, it's not as contrived or cliched as like Dark Sun or... You know, hot, hot sun. Hot sun, <laughs> red sun, black sun. You know, like, but hard sun. It's like, it's, yeah. it's two words that just don't really seem to go together. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And for some reason, I was sucked into, like, wanting to see it. And the first episode opens up with this with this woman, and she's, like, watching this top-secret live stream of the sun. And then, Why is it top-secret? I don't... Okay, Okay. Hard sun. Okay. Sun so hard. Okay. Can we cuss on this? Is that okay? Because we, we don't get yeah. to we don't get to cuss on my YouTube channel. We, we're not gonna be monetizing. Okay, bitch. So listen, <laughs> little bitch. Little bitch. <laughs> Can we cuss on this show? Because oh, bitch. Oh, bitch. Listen. Obituary. Listen. That's what we should have named it. Obituary. My new dragon. Okay. Name. Listen. Listen, Linda. So. Okay. I don't even know how to talk. Okay. So there's... <laughs> the government in this show is covering up this conspiracy that in five years there's going to be something with the sun and it's going to like either flare up and kill a bunch of people or like eliminate the population. I think Brody wants food. That's why he's acting up right now. Talk. I'm listening. Talk to them about the, the show, okay. and I'm going to listen while you talk. Okay, so like... And feed the cats. There's this... Jeez, Pancho just bounded off the bookshelf. There's this USB that gets stolen by this bug-eyed guy, right? It's this weird-looking bug-eyed guy, and he, he pushes this dude out of a window, makes it look like suicide, and steals his USB that has this government file on it. Why do people always put important, top-secret stuff on freaking USBs? He stole the file and put it on a USB. So, the these police officers catch up with him. They figure out he was the one that did it. They chase him down. And then as they're going to take him to go book him at the station... There's, like, all these weird detours, and the roads are closed off, and they can't quite figure out 
like what's going on. And like the woman who looks like Justin Bieber is super confused and she's like taking all the turns and she like looks sketched out. Right. And so then they stop and they're at this red light and they're at this red light for a super long time. This car pulls up behind them and she's like getting a weird feeling. And all of a sudden these guys get out of the car and that would be your moment. It's like, I'm an enforcer of the law. I can break the law if I feel unsafe and I'm going to just break the law right now. If, even if I weren't a police officer, if I stopped at a red light and it was getting too uncomfortable and then this car pulls up behind me and guys start opening up the door, I'm zipping out of there. I'm yeah. out. I wouldn't even stay in the car. I would get out and like jump into somebody's home or something. <laughs> but they're in like these weird back alleys. There's no homes. It's like really sketchy. So then these guys get out of their car and they shoot at the back of the car and they kill the bug eyed guy and the this other guy who was like going to buy the USB from him. They zip off and they run down the street and then more cars show up and then guys get out of their car and they're like chasing them. These two get out of the car and they're running down this street and then there's like 10 guys like trying to get them. And it's like really intense and really creepy and I was like roped into the show at this point and it, it didn't, it helped me a little bit that the main actor is very attractive. He is very so, hot. They uncover the information. They finally look at the USB and they're like, we need to find out why they're chasing us and why they're trying to get us. And they find out this super secret information that everything's going to end in, in five years or whatever. <laughs> right? And then, like, they can't... They, the, this sect of the government doesn't want anyone to know because they don't want to cause a widespread panic. So then Justin Bieber releases the information to the media... The media leaks it, and then it jumps, like, four months later, and most people have believed that it's not true. The government has managed to contain it and quiet it down. No one believes in hard sun anymore, but there's fanatics who still believe in it, like, crazy fanatic people. And so the last two episodes that I watched focused on people who fanaticized about it and then went on, like, killing rampages, and, like, one guy killed like everyone in his family and tried killing his wife and tried killing his kids because he was like I don't want them to grow up and in five years everything's over for them and then in this last one this guy was like well God doesn't want and he he's not stopping anything so if I just kill people he'll eventually stop me Good. and it's just like great it got really infuriating because I don't know what it's like in the UK but these two cops don't have guns they only have batons and the one went to go sticks. engage the perp, like, he's tailing him, goes into this abandoned warehouse on, like, the docking yard, and is intending to, like, chase him down and try to arrest him with a baton. Doesn't have a gun or anything. This dude has a gun. The perp he's chasing has a gun. And he tries to kill somebody, and he ends up getting away, and he kills a whole bunch more people. And it was just infuriating. It was so dumb and ridiculous. But I have to finish the other three episodes just to finish it. But I don't like it. At all. But it was literally my dream. It was literally my dream. Because I had life. the same dream. That I, I stole government secrets. And that I I did this and I was running. I'm, it was crazy. It was really surreal. I'm tripping out now because I looked up who that actor was. The hot one that even I was like, oh, he's pretty. He's from across the universe. Yeah, it's Jim Sturges. Yeah. He has a very pretty voice. So now I'm... Shocked because I have not seen Jim Sturgis. I don't think in anything since because he's been filming Hard Sun. Because <laughs> he was growing a beard so he could be in Hard <laughs> Sun. It's ridiculous, that's, huh? 
I don't know how I feel about it. I watched some of it, and I was just getting mad at everybody. For I'm mad at everybody. <laughs> I'm mad at literally everyone. And then Justin Bieber, this stupid bitch, goes to visit her crazy psycho kid in the psych ward, and he's like, tell me about Hard Sun. And she's like, I don't know anything about it. And he's like, I know that you know about it. I have videos of you saying that you know about it. And she's like, ugh, we be boo-hoo tears and all this nonsense. And then he's like you know, you're going to tell me about it. You're going to tell me about it. And she's like, no. And so then he's sitting there and then he spits out a razor from his mouth and tries to cut her and kill her. Oh God. And I'm like, Chica, get out of there. You saw the razor come out of his teeth. I would have kicked him in the face and jumped out of there. And I would never go visit my son again. I'd be like, someone needs to tranquilize him. We need, we need to do something about him. It's just like, geez, I'm just, and then in the first scene, right after they showed the top secret live stream of the sun, he tried to kill her. He like went into her house and tried to kill her. That's what that's what and we she call, still goes and keeps seeing him. That is what we call a troubled youth. It's infuriating. You'll have to give a recap and an update on Hard Sun next week when you've watched more of it. I just, I really don't want to finish it, but I have to. Because I've done three episodes, and I, I just need to know how it ends. I have There's, to now. The director has full intention of creating, like, five seasons of this nonsense. Let's see if he can actually and get the And it has, funding. like, 66% likes on Hulu or Netflix or whatever it's on. I don't think really he's going to get five seasons. Do you know what other thing we need to finish? And when we do, I'll want to talk about it. Is we do need to finish Altered Carbon. Yeah. You Jer- haven't finished that. Yet. I haven't finished it. Jeremy's already finished it. He watched all of it. And then he was like, I think you should watch this. I think you'll like it. And I do. I like it a lot. That lead actor is gorgeous. Oh, he's so beautiful. And they show so much of his beautiful body so much of the time. It, however, is another show that stresses me out. Keep in mind, when I'm putting on a show to watch, I'm usually putting on Gugude Kokuri-san. Yeah. So, if that gives you any insight... Something to relax. Something look, you know, if you don't know what that is, look that up and you'll understand a bit more about me. Kamisama Kiss. Like, I'm putting on frilly animes to watch because that's what I can handle. Or I, put, I do put on American Horror Story, but I don't really watch it. I just sort of listen to it. And at this point, I just sort of laugh at a lot of it. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's nonsense. It is. It is. Thanks, Ryan Murphy. Um, so speaking of TV shows, I guess now is a good a time as any to talk about Drag Race. Race. Drag Race. You're going to talk about Drag Race? We're going to talk about Drag Race. So if you've made it this far, and hopefully you have, and if you we have We roped you in. We roped you in. We forced you to stay. Um, so obviously, um, we're going to be filming our official recap video where this one gets up in drags and I maybe put a little eyeshadow on if I'm feeling fancy. <laughs> if you're feeling frisky. If I'm feeling a little frisky and a little saucy, maybe some lip gloss. Um, but mostly I just put on a slightly nicer shirt. Um, <laughs> the same shirt you've been wearing for the last 17 reviews. Maybe I put on my girdle to hide my rippling fat. Um, but we haven't filmed that yet because this is Mason. What's that necessary, sir? Mason, please, please. Um, this is actually it's Thursday night, so um, we just got back from my parents' house where we watched the season ten premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race, and um, we have some thoughts. It was the season ten premiere. 
um, a whole new cast of Quens, um, a whole new workroom, some new consolation prize going away trophies. Those trophies are beautiful. I would actually, like, that's a trophy I could get into. I mean, the old one was cute, but this one, like, they'll probably be selling it at DragCon, and if I had limitless funds, I would probably buy one, just because I would want that beautiful sparkly silver trophy sitting on It's really pretty. Something. Um, but this season, I feel like, is already wrought with a little bit of controversy, because they shoehorned it right on the heels of All-Stars Season 3. What All-Stars 3? What All-Stars 3? Congratulations, Trixie. Good job. Um, and honestly, I think it was just to sort of like... <laughs> Our cats are hissing. Um, and honestly, I think it was to just sort of minimize... The blowback. The, the blowback and the aftershocks from All-Stars 3. Cause this mark is still here, by the way. Oh. Jeremy has a strange phantom mark on his arm that you can't see. It's two circles, and I don't know what it is. It almost looks like, um... Is it ringworm? Do I have ringworm? <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> this podcast is derailed very suddenly. I don't know. What does ringworm look like? Ringworm is usually, like, a ring, but it's, like, dots. I don't think it's ringworm. Watch it is. It's ringworm. Well, but it's it's a circle in a circle. It could be ringworm. Don't tell me that it's ringworm. I'm probably going to cut this. No, it's fine. I This is something that we can update them in the future about. Look, it literally looks like that. It does. How do you get ringworm? I'm going to look that up. You keep, you, you keep talking. I'm going to look this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> scare. Um, so season 10 premiered and honestly I'm really excited for this season like there are a lot of really talented queens just from this first impression there is a lot of personality in this season and I feel like that's something that not to say that personality has been lacking but I feel like season 9 and season 8 I feel like a lot of the queens were maybe a little worried about about how they would come across. And so I feel like they were kind of maybe like holding back a little and censoring themselves a bit and trying to be a little more like RuPaul's best friend race versus really like going in. And already from this episode, I can just tell like nobody's afraid to say what they're thinking. Everybody's just kind of like doing their thing. And it reminds me a lot more of earlier seasons where it's not so much, like, contrived stage drama. It's just drag queens being drag queens, which, I mean, that's what I love about RuPaul's Drag Race is when the queens just act like queens and they're doing their shady little digs and their reads, but it's, you know, it's coming from that sort of playful place. And I don't know. I just, I have so many queens I'm already rooting for this season. Um... I love the new look of the show. I love how pretty everything is. The workroom is gorgeous. It's so pink and pussylicious. You know, this this little circle is really looking like some pictures on here, but, like, I don't know who, where I would have gotten it from. I haven't had contact with anyone. 
who's, I mean, not that I would go and advocate. Like, if I had ringworm, I wouldn't go and be like, hey, ringworm, don't touch me. Yeah. But, like, I feel like you would kind of do that with common courtesy. But, like, how would you just rub against someone's, like, this is not a place that I would rub against someone's arm. Yeah. Unless it was on, like, a chair that I've been sitting at at work and I didn't realize it. Well, it's also, like, a perfect It looks like circle. an in, yeah, it's a perfect circle. And there's a circle inside of it, too. It's a circle within a circle. It's the ring. I'm going to die. I'm just going to put a bunch of tea tree oil on it and see if it goes away. This is exciting. This is fun. This has been like three also, days. I, I thought it was from this. I thought it was from sitting here on this chair. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's nothing. I mean, I sometimes will sit like this, but like, I don't know. It's just really weird. And it hasn't spread. It hasn't gotten yeah. bigger. It, all, it actually almost looks like a weird sort of like shot. Like somebody like sh- gave you a shot of something. <gasps> Maybe I got injected with something. Aliens. Or it's just ringworm. <laughs> I don't know. I like to keep... It's really weird. I like to keep our options open. Yeah. Um, so, so back to drag. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just Googling it and WebMD was throwing me off a little bit. Ringworm Watch 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Listen... This How is about what, I rub it on you, and then we'll see if it spreads to you, and I then we'll really, know if it's ringworm. I really don't want to catch ringworm. Thank you. But I can just kind of, like, rub it on your arm somewhere, and then if it spreads, then we'll know it's ringworm. But I don't want to have to deal with it. I just don't think it. it would be a perfect circle like this if it was ringworm. I don't want to have to deal with getting rid of it. Because it's it, going to be bad enough if we have to deworm you. I, you don't have to be dewormed. It's like a, it's like a rash, I think. We don't actually know what ringworm is. I couldn't quite figure it out, even though it was just on WebMD. Um, I so think I'm going to weigh in just a little bit on this. I really like that the queens aren't as guarded, and I feel like what's happened the last several seasons is that they've been so worried about their image. And then I think that the queens this season are, are maybe thinking in their head, like, you know, I'm going to get death threats whether I do well and if I'm nice or if I am mean and shady. So, like, I might as well just be myself and not yeah. worry about anything. And I like that they're just being authentic. I love a lot of the personalities this season. So many great personalities. I love that they don't really take themselves seriously. Um, And I loved this first episode. This was a great episode. It was a wonderful episode. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, um, how how do you feel about the winners and losers? I have a lot of opinions about the top. I definitely think that Monique should have been up there. She should have shocked and appalled that she wasn't up there. Um, I don't quite understand why Blair was in the top because I didn't think her outfit was as high fashion as they thought it was. But see, I totally saw the Vivian Westwood references in her outfit. So like, I get it. It's just, if Michelle's going to read Vanessa for like, you know, putting on all this body and then covering it up, that's exactly what Blair did. No, because Blair's was cinched in at the waist and she did like the little capelet thing, but she still had the cinch in the waist and the poof of the hips. Vanessa literally looked like a, a she ball did. with legs she did. and a head. But I mean... She had freaking I don't disagree that she should be in the face. bottom. She was. She definitely deserved to be in the bottom. Um, but like just the tops, I don't know. I thought there were... People that were better than the ones that were up there. And, like, I'm just a little salty towards a certain contestant who I'm sure we all already know. But, like, I just don't appreciate messaging a queen and being like, hey, I heard you have this competition. And I really would like to be a part of this competition. 
can I be a part of this competition? And then they read it, pick all of your sisters to be in the competition, don't respond to you, and then the day before the competition, after it's already been announced who's in the cast, goes, oh, do you still want to do this? Someone dropped out. It's like, I literally have 13 hours to prepare a lip sync for something that I haven't even been practicing for. I don't know what the category is. You still haven't told me. And then I still have to learn a lip sync for your life. No, I don't want to do this competition 13 hours until it's supposed to start. That's ridiculous. So what you're telling me is you have a personal vendetta against a queen on this season. Yes. And I'm just a little salty about that. And I think I have a right to be salty about that. That's fair. And then I also don't appreciate being like, oh, hey, I saw you last week. And the show was full. Can I do a tip spot next week? Same queen. Reads the message. Doesn't respond. And then I find out from someone else, oh, yeah, you just show up. So I show up and I go there. And the queen that's supposed to be hosting it isn't even there. And decides to not show up for the next three months, even though her face is on the poster. And then they decide because she hasn't been hosting it for so long because she was bored of it. I was literally told by one of the senior queens there that this queen said, I'm tired of seeing all of this like low quality drag that I would rather go and work in WeHo than work out here in this club and keep doing this. Well, (laughs) and these are all things that I have not ever said before. And I'm not going to name the queen. I'm pretty sure everyone can infer who it probably is. But I don't like that. That really bothers me. And I would never want to be a senior queen who has the opportunity to help other queens do well in this industry. And then go, I'm just tired of people not being to my standard. So I'm just going to go work somewhere else. And I'm going to put my face and my name on a poster, but I'm not actually going to show up. Like, I just think that's really unprofessional. That's really unprofessional. And then to be like, oh, this queen's going to come and judge this competition night. Um, She got a better gig out in this place, so she didn't show up tonight. So instead we have this other queen. Yeah. Who's not as well known. Who didn't actually win any challenges in her season of the same competition. (laughs) So like... That just really bothers me. It really bothers me. It and I don't like that. It well. doesn't sit well with my spirit. And I... You do not love this I concept. don't think... I don't. And I don't think that a queen like that should be leading the industry. Okay. You know what I mean? Work. But I mean, I'm sure that a lot of queens on the show have baggage with other queens that has not been aired. Or it's like just a local queen like me who... Even if I said all this and if I blasted it on social media, no one would even know about it. Yeah. Because, like, only three or 400 people are going to be listening. It's not like I've got tens of thousands of people listening. Yeah. So, like, and not that I'm, not that that would even be my goal is to, like, character assassinate someone. But it's, like, I just feel like if you're going to be a leader in this industry, then you need to show positivity and, you know, reflect those values of encouraging other people to do well. And especially if you're going to go and have a sob story about how you wanted to be on the show for so long. Like, I feel like then you should be showing that same 
courtesy to other queens who also want to be doing the same thing that you're doing. I don't know. But she's not naming names. I'm not naming any names. <laughs> but if you listen very carefully, the letters of this queen's <laughs> name... It's in the background. <laughs> we've been whispering... We've overdubbed a whispering of this queen's name in the background. Whisper. But you know Whisper. what I mean? No, I understand. I get that. Um, I'm just stoked because... This is the first time in a long time since we started doing our Fantasy League Drag Race game that I actually got points. I'm starting with points. I'm starting with points instead of in the negative. And I'm in negative points. And I actually almost had another All-Stars 3 where I almost got canceled out again because um, somebody else in my team. Mayhem won and she was on my team. Uh, so I got 10 points for that. But um, Calorie was in the bottom and she's also on my team and i honestly i won't lie i will i will be 100 percent forthright and honest you thought she was going home i thought i thought calorie was first queen home full on expected her to be the first queen home and homegirl's a little messy i'm not overly impressed with a lot of the looks i've been seeing she kind of looked a mess at the season 10 premiere yeah with that baggy crotch area in her dress. I don't know if Calorie's going to go far, but holy cow, homegirl can lip sync. That was a great performance. She is an she amazing a entertainer. lip syncer. And she lip syncs the way I love. And actually, the funny thing about this lip sync, it was between Calorie and Vanessa. Vanessa! Um, was that it was the perfect illustration of what I do and do not like in a lip sync. For a drag queen. Like when a queen just stands there and doesn't really do anything? It's not even... I don't mind if you just stand there and don't do anything. If you're expressive with your face. My biggest pet peeve with lip syncing is queens who... The only thing moving is their lips. Mm. It's and just kind of shark-eyed. It's just dead shark eyes because they don't want to crack their eyebrows. And they see the signs. They see the signs. <laughs> They're just, they're moving their mouth and they're maybe doing a little bit of movement in the body, but there's no expression in the face. I love expression in the face when a queen is lip syncing. Mm -hmm. I know your eyebrows are under like five layers of glue if you have to glue them down. I know you've got wigs and tapes and laces and a pound of makeup. Like I've been put in drag makeup. I know it's a lot and it's hard to make expressions, but like even without moving your eyebrows, you can still flare the eyes. You can still... Yeah. You can do, like, little expressions with the mouth. You can do stuff like that. I don't like queens who just stand there and try to just look pretty while they lip sync. That is one of my biggest pet peeves, and it is one of the most boring things to me yeah. as far as an entertainer goes. I need to see a little bit of flair in the face, a some little drama. bit of expression, some drama. Like, okay, so, like, Detox will do numbers where she just kind of stands there. She does a lot. She does park and barks. There are a lot of queens that just do park and barks, but their face is serving it to you. Yeah. Um, even Raven, and I've seen Raven perform many times. Raven is a, the queen of a park and bark number. She does it all the time, yeah. And but Raven's, she looks flawless. She looks flawless. She's not doing a lot with her eyes, or not a lot with her eyebrows, but she's giving you like sultry eyes and then she'll flare them. And then that mouth is working triple overtime to compensate for And she does that hand else. flare thing. She She's still giving it to you in the mouth and the nose area. Whereas Vanessa, like, she was moving and she did some kicks and flips and stuff, but just it was dead-faced and minimal movement. 
Like, yeah. I want you to see how pretty I am. I don't really care about the lip sync. Whereas Calorie was just going in with it. She was giving you expressions. She was giving you, you know, coy, flirty, cutesy. Like, and that's what I love. That's the kind of lip singer I am is somebody like that. I don't, yeah. not that I lip sync professionally, but <laughs> Jeremy can I tell you. I don't know her. Jeremy can tell you when I'm lip syncing right before I get in the shower, dancing around in my underwear, I am an expressive lip syncer. You're an expressive human. I'm an expressive person. I just express myself all over the apartment. Um, so unfortunately Vanessa went home and I felt very bad for I her. I felt bad for her too. I felt very, very bad for Especially her. Especially the legacy that she comes from. You know, like Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It'd, it'd be it, like I don't know, it'd be like Sasha's daughter coming in or like and then going home yeah. episode one, like but like it was it was like, hard. I, 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 Sasha's not a good one to reference because she just won, and like Alexis didn't win, but like Alexis, she, Alexis deserved the crown just as much as Raja and Manila did. Yeah, and Alexis did fantastic in her season. She's super quotable. She's more. She's one of the most quoted from that season, right next to Stacy for and sure. Angela. For sure, like she's a huge personality. She's done. She even did well in All Stars. Had Yara not been there, I think Alexis. Or had they not been on a team, I think she would have probably made top three. Probably. Like, Alexis is a great entertainer, and she's great at what she does. And it's just, like, so upsetting to see Vanessa go, but she did it to herself. She did. She didn't even try with that lip sync. No. it. Yeah. And it if was, she was trying, it didn't show. It didn't show. It was, and it was a major bummer, and it was hard to watch that elimination, for sure. Which is funny, because normally, like the first elimination, like, it's always like, oh, bummer. But, like, I've never... We've just met these queens, so I'm not terribly emotionally invested in them. But, like, I under... I really, like, understood how heartbreaking this was for her. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard to watch her And she had a really fun personality. Like, she she was really funny. She was fun. She was, like... um, I've been watching her live streams. She's hilarious. She reminded me a little bit... I hate to compare, but she reminded me a little bit of, like, Aja, in a way. People have been saying that she's, like, Aja (laughs) 2.0. Kind of that sort of, like, mm, eloquent, you know? I don't know. That Banji thing. Like, she definitely had it, and... I you it was know really fun. I hope she gets a chance to come back at some point, um, and I hope she has a lot of success from this. Even being the first queen out, I mean, I think a lot of people like her, and they're already quoting her a lot. Yeah, Get these cookies, these cookies, <laughs> and she's like, she's one of those queens where I don't feel like being first out is gonna bring her down. Kind of like, like Layla, like being one of the first ones out isn't gonna hurt her. Yeah, Layla's made a huge career for herself from Drag Race, even going as early as she did. And it's 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 how you present yourself that first time out. And I think Vanessa made a great impression. And I think a lot of people were bummed for her and disappointed for her. So I think she's going to do really well. And I'm, I'm excited for her and to see what else she, she brings to the runway. runway. Also, can we talk about how... Can we talk about how Calorie basically did what Shangela did in the freaky money lip sync, but Calorie wasn't appropriating anybody. She was just being herself. She was bringing her own juicy she couture was to the her own runway. Juicy couture, and she basically did what Shangela did, but she did it like she correct for herself, she like correctly. she didn't have to do anything. And it was fabulous. And it was 
It was funny, I thought. She killed that lip Because she was, like, doing the expressions, and, like, she was intentionally trying to, like, ham it up and be funny. Yeah. And she looked really cool doing it. Yeah, I was not expecting such a dynamite performance from Calorie. I, honestly, I I wrote Calorie off pretty early. I did, too. I thought she was going to be, like, a James Mansfield. Yeah, and totally. And she totally surprised me. She did. Lip-sync. I don't know how well she's going to do moving further in the competition. I feel like when you're the first one to lip sync... It doesn't spell out good things for you in your future because you're kind of already in that negative headspace. Yeah, but it can also light a fire under your ass and get you... Name one. Okay, Season well. one, two, <laughs> three. Who was the first one that lip sync? Venus. And then Sh- Shangela. Shangela's a good example. She went really yeah. far in, in season three. Yes. In four, uh, Jiggly. Jiggly went to top yeah. seven. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of following you. In five, who was... Who lip synced first in that first episode? It was oh, uh, Penetration and, oh my gosh, I'm seeing it. Oh, 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 uh, Serena Chacha. Oh, they didn't, yeah. They didn't do well. Season six, it was um, Magnolia Crawford no, and really? Darian. Darian made the top four. Yeah. Okay, so I can see your point. What happened in seven? What was that situation? It was Candy Ho. <laughs> Who went kind of far. Who went kind of far. She went farther than she should have. She did. She made it up to death becomes her. Her, her and her beard. Um, and then eight was... God, who went home first in episode eight? Oh, uh, Nisha. Nisha, Layla, and Dax are all kind of tied for that yeah. first spot since they all went home in conjunction with each other. And then nine, the first one out was... James. James. Was the first one out. And versus Kimura, right? And then Kimura yes. went home the very next week. Well, so you, the examples of doing well are in season five and six. Early on. It's, well, like I said, <laughs> Three, it's one of those things six. where either it doesn't bode well for you or it lights that you fire can make, like, halfway, And you can, you can really bring it out. I kind of get a, um, like a Jiggly Caliente kind of vibe from Calorie where she's got personality and she's fun. And that will probably push her And that will help far. her, but she I don't think she's going to have the fashion. I think that's where it's going to hurt her. She appears to have decent weeds. She seems to have the personality, too. Yeah, she has the personality. I just don't know if she has the fashion and the taste yet to really... But also you have to look at like what she's saying. Her full-calorie diet. Her <laughs> needs calorie some diet. greenery or needs something. Needs something. Um, Need some milk, but oh, no more milk, please. I'm I've had enough milk for a while. Oh no, I'm off dairy. Um, I I think it's telling like what she was saying, like where she's from. There isn't a lot of drag, so you know it's when you when you're in a scenario where you're not exposed to a lot of drag in person. I think it creates kind of a weird aesthetic. For you, where you're just kind of creating what you think works versus, like, you have your own aesthetic, you go out into the drag community in your area, you meet other queens, and you start to sort of expand your horizons mm-hmm. and see what it kind of takes in the industry. So I think that's going to be what's going to hurt Calorie. Yeah, well, and, like, not to read her, but maybe in her area, there's not a lot of super high fashion queens because it's not developed. Yeah. And so you can get away with a little more pedestrian costumes and going to Forever 21 and buying jean boots where you can't really do that in other places where drag is more developed because it has to be more cutthroat and you have to like look better than everyone else which is probably why there are certain areas in california where we've gone to clubs and it's like 
y'all straight went to Walmart and got your outfits. And there are other ones where it's like, you paid $250 to get that skirt sewn by someone. Yeah. And it's like, you can very clearly see the facets and maybe... The delineations. Yeah. That's a big college word right there. And maybe... $10 word of the day. Maybe where she's from, drag just isn't developed. Like, maybe it's just very passing. 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 You know, like, you know, like when you're passing... Yes. You look like a woman. You're yes. passing. Maybe that's Not what drag... passing gas. <laughs> yes. Speaking Maybe of... Maybe that's what it is, you know? Speaking of bad jokes, I thought the judges were on it today with the runway puns. Yeah. And I would like to give Michelle Visage a shout out for her onk onk joke because I get that it. That was hilarious. As, as, I totally got it. As somebody who is obsessed with Egypt and ancient Egyptian culture as a child literally checking out books on mummies and ancient Egyptian culture anytime we went to the library. Thank you, Michelle Visage. I also just Thank loved you. Rue's joke towards Michelle when she was like, they said we'd never last. Actually, they said that about your girl group, Seduction. <laughs> that was the best read uh, of the entire evening. Also, Rue looked so good tonight. I yeah. love Rue with white hair. I love it. So it was a great episode. I'm really excited for next week. Um, I, I'm just not sure. Like, I don't know if I can really pick who's going to make it and who's not yet. I think I need another episode. I am obviously a little worried for Calorie. Um, I think I'm a little worried for you. I mean, it's a dancing challenge and she clearly is a dancer. She's a dancer. So she may do well. I'm a little worried for, um, Eureka and Dusty Ray Bottoms. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they get Dusty. Yeah. I don't think they get it. And I feel like. What she's going to do is she's going to kind of do an acid Betty. Like, you don't get my makeup, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You don't like what I'm doing? Well, screw you, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, Aja tweeted something tonight that I really liked, and she said, um, I hate when the judges come after people's makeup when they're different. She was like, you don't ever hear them coming after fishy queens for always being fishy. Yeah. And it was like, that's a very valid point. If someone does something different, and if that's what they like, then that's what they like. Yeah. And it's like... When they get on certain queens about, like, oh, you're always doing this hair. They didn't ever read Trixie for always doing blonde. Yeah. And, like, they don't ever read, like, certain queens for always doing, like, a certain type of color palette or a certain certain type of silhouette. Like... Yeah. But then other ones, they just harp on, and I don't really get that. Yeah. Maybe it's because I feel like they thought Dusty served such a high fashion look. Mm. And then this really campy makeup and, like, the top... Like, from the neck down, it was something more high fashion. Mm. And then there was a disconnect from the neck up with the makeup and the cone on the head where it was like, so are you kooky costumey or are you fashion? Why can't you be both? And there's no reason why you can't, but I think sometimes the judges get a little, like, tripped up on that. Mm. And I think that might be where the issue lies. Possibly. But, um, yeah, it's... She's, it's going to be interesting to see how she does. I like her as a, like her little asides though. Her little interviews are really fun. Mm -hmm. She seems just like fun. Like, yeah, like she's happy to be here and she's a little quirky and she's a little off, but I kind of like it. Not quite as off as Tammy, but. Tammy's a whole other scenario. She's, she's a whole different scenario. But yeah, I'm super stoked for this season. I am too. I think it's going to be a good one. Hopefully it doesn't all fall apart. I don't see that happening anytime soon. And also, um, shout out to my favorite... Muscle Barbie. Muscle Barbie, Cameron Michaels, for... 
Everyone's trying to get on that. Dang, I am I am glad I picked Cameron for my team. Not because I think Cameron's going to necessarily do that well. I'm just I'm just glad to have her. I just I just am glad to have her. <laughs> um, although I think we're both a little worried that she's going to be like the stereotypical pretty gay boy and not have a lot of personality. Yeah. I'm hope like all the looks, none of the personality. I'm hoping it's just that Cameron is a more introverted person. Sure. And I'm like that. And is just sort of sitting in the background, you know, pursing the lips and, you know, giving the side eye to the other queens. And maybe, like, if Cameron makes it decently far and the group thins out, we'll get to see more of that personality mm-hmm. shine. But I love it. And nobody seems overly bitchy. Not yet. Not in, like... Not in a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not in, like, a Fifi O'Hara All-Star Season 2 type of a way? Yeah, not in a vicious, um... Malicious. Malicious, that's the word. Not in a malicious way. I feel like there's just the right amount of shady drag queen bitchiness yeah. happening. And I can I can get into that. I like that. I like it so far. I'm excited. Well, I think that's a... Good long romp of a start for a first podcast. <laughs> a little long, a little long, but I think it's it's good. It's a good starting point for us, and then we can have more focused. Yeah, we're things. still we're still figuring we're finding out our footing, what we're doing, how we're gonna sort of figure this out. So I need to tend to this possible ringworm. So yeah, so please come back next week for um, an update on Ringworm Watch twenty eighteen. <laughs> um, also for a, our next Drag More Race update. Hard Sun. Hard Sun. Um, and whatever else we feel like talking about. Because that's what we're really here for. So thank you guys so much for listening. And yeah. we will not see you because this isn't a video. How do we sign off on a podcast? I don't know. Talk to you next week? Yeah. I guess. S- see you next Tuesday? I don't know. See you next Tuesday. So this is probably going up on Friday. And so this is awkward. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.